beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. everyone welcome to smut club where in the first rule is we talk about smut i'm hannah i'm chelsea what's our second rule are there other rules i no. didn't know no i just made that up sort of first rule we talk about like it's like the opposite of fight club <laughs> like what are our rules we talk about smut and we drink while we do it i also i think i've been watching Encanto too much recently because i'm like i'm like we don't talk about smut club <laughs> We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. No, no, no. We don't talk about Smut Club. Fun fact, I've never seen it, but I have seen the memes, so I know that it's Bruno. No, no, no. It's a really pure movie. Plus, I love Stephanie Beatrice, who, mm. like, did you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Mm-hmm. Yes. Rosa mm-hmm. voices the main love character. Yeah. Right? And so, like, watching her on TikTok, like, singing and, like, dancing to the songs, I'm like, I love you more. So I would like, I would recommend it if you haven't watched it. It's also a great therapy resource. Noted. Yes. And as you are a therapist like me, <laughs> we're always looking for therapy resources. Yes. Everything is in relation to therapy resources. You know, it's not a therapy resource. The book you're about to review. I mean, it's probably not, but reading a bunch of smut feels therapeutic on certain days. So <laughs> it is sort of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, all right. So the book we are reviewing today is Claiming Addison by Mm -hmm. Zoe Derrick. This is the first book in the 69 Bottles series. If (laughs) if I was afraid the name wouldn't be on the nose and you wouldn't have any idea what was going to happen. Yes, so Addison is our main character. I'm sure we were surprised. Also, I'm just going to completely readily own the entire time I read this book, I was like, is it claiming Addison or chasing Addison? It's claiming Addison. At least once on this episode, I'm probably going to call it <laughs> chasing Addison. And I think we all understand what I meant and we don't need to correct me on this. Well, when you told me you were reviewing claiming Addison, I was like, haunting Adeline? That's different. But yes, that is the exact energy. <laughs> where like Every time I name this book, I'm like, is this a book I've read a thousand times before or is it not? Um, and honestly, it's both. <laughs> so that's where we're starting with our review today. <clears throat> okay, so we start with Addison. Addison is a PR rep, mm. and she's asked to go out on tour last minute for a 12-week tour with this band, 69 Bottles. And they are like the new hot shit. Everyone is obsessed with them. Everyone knows I who just, they are. That is the worst name for a band And that's really saying something because we are about to review another book where the band is called Son of Jack. And that's pretty rough. But 69 Bottles? You know the worst band name I ever heard? It was in person in my life. This was not a book. This actually happened. (laughs) IRL. (laughs) Yes. um, So I was driving. This is when I, I grew up in Florida. My sister went to Florida State University. And so I was going from like Clearwater up to Tallahassee to visit her. This was one of like the tiny towns that you drive through. And there was a small Christian church and their sign was like they had a concert happening for an acapella group who was coming to perform and their band name was Crimson Flow. 
Mm. And I'm like, no one at any point thought to stop them. Like, who let it get this far? I was mid-water sip. (laughs) I was almost, I almost ruined equipment just now. We almost had a real-life spit take. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it would have been worth it because, yes, Mm. an acapella group named Crimson Flow. So on the flip side of that, my dad used to work in the music business for years and years and and did a lot of things with a lot of bands. And to this day, if you ask him the best band name ever, he will say Bare Naked Ladies. And when you say why, he will say, because people are stupid. And so when people would drive by a bar when Bare Naked Ladies was unknown— there would be a sign that says mm. show tonight featuring bare naked ladies and dumb horny men would show up and pay a cover fee and buy tickets to see bare naked ladies, which was in fact a Canadian band with fat men in it. Oh. <laughs> and so, no bare naked ladies. Well, and also fun fact, I believe I should clarify this with my cousin, but at um, at my wedding, our, <laughs> right? Yeah, you should already be laughing. <laughs> At our wedding, we, my cousin and my uncle played our processional and recessional music. Is that? I don't know. Whatever. Sounds we, right. Our outro music, <laughs> our intro and our outro. And then they like played like a song in the middle and blah, blah, blah. Um, but our outro music, if you will, I am 98% sure it was um, an acoustic instrumental cover of Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> if I had a million dollars. I don't think it was if I had a million dollars. I'm going to have to look into this and circle back with everyone, but I'm like, now that... I do need to know. Well, because honestly, in my head, I was like, was it Bare Naked Ladies or Smash Mouth? Like, <laughs> I'm I don't know sure. which would be better. I'm pretty sure it was Bare Naked Ladies, knowing my cousin. And also, my dad has a dream that there will be a band called And You're Not, which is A-N-D-U-R-E-K-N-O-T, which is an actual kind of not. And he was like, if I ever had a band, that would be our name. And our first album would be We Are And You're Not. And I was like, dad, that's terrible. Like It's he, like a dad joke oh, name. Which, like the layers to this are so many. incredible. So many. So, but- but the book bottles. we're reading today is 69 bottles. <laughs> also, it does not roll off the tongue. It Let's just own mm-hmm. this. So, and I, I think we've talked about this on before on the show, but something I really love is like when you're getting to know your female, like main character and love interest, the way they describe themselves versus the way men describe mm-hmm. them. She's like, I'm a super average 5'7", 145 pounds with luscious kissable lips and green eyes and de-breasts because I was insecure about my A's, so I got a boob job, but then I gained a little weight, so they look natural and not fake, and I'm really slender, but I have curves because I need to have curves to be a woman. And I'm like, there's so much happening in this description because uh. it both sounds like you're low-key turned on by yourself and like you can't stand the sight of yourself. <laughs> and you're like, I'm just really average. There's nothing to write home about except my luscious kissable lips. And I'm and like, my tits. And my tits. <laughs> my, my D tits. But I'm no longer insecure since I got them. And I'm like, I don't think those are the keeper mm. of your security. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I'm like, we should really talk about that or and by we I mean you should talk about that with your therapist but you're <laughs> which also is not, not gonna a, be me <laughs> which is not gonna be me but also not gonna be anyone because you are a character in a book yeah 
but I still feel like a therapist would be really beneficial here. But yeah, so she's like, I have these like luscious kissable lips and I'm like five, seven and have these fake boobs. And so she's asked to go out on tour last minute and is blowing off her friends where she was supposed to have this girls weekend. She always kind of blows them off. And so she's like, well, we were actually, she's like, we were were supposed to go to this show. And then y'all are asking me to do this. Like, well, what concert were you going to go to? And she's like, well, we were going to go to the 69 Bottles show. And they're like, plot twist, that's who we want you to go on tour with. So she's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just bail on my friends. But give them VIP tickets to make it up to them. And then her boss, Cammy, is like, and they can use my private plane to fly to the show. So, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, this is kind of where the book is starting. And so (laughs) we have a hot PR rep who's 5'7", who's going on tour with a bunch of dudes in a band called 69 Bottles. That's the start of this book. And then we start meeting everyone, right? <sighs> she, like, packs her bags and shows up. And when she shows up, she's super, like, pencil skirt and business attire and is, like, looking... Like a sexy secretary. Yes, much more se- sexy secretary. <laughs> that is harder to say. Sexy secretary. Sexy sec. <laughs> I can do it real Can slow. you say the word wolf? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know I can't. I do know. And I intentionally chose a book that didn't have it in the title, but we're going to twist the knife anyway. <laughs> Probably every episode of this show forevermore will have me at some point going, woof. <laughs> still no. Woof. It's still wrong. Oh, damn, I got it wrong. <laughs> Chelsea, honey. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't stop laughing. Wolf. There we go. Nailed, <laughs> Nailed that, that one. Nailed that shit for a book it's not even in. You're welcome. Not chasing Addison, claiming Addison. So we we meet the band. She shows up. She's like looking a little straight-laced in her pencil skirt. We have Kyle, the band manager, and she's like, he looks super familiar, but I can't place him. Has she fucked him? She has not fucked him. Okay. Um, And then you meet some of the security guys. Like, I... I believe all of the security guys are Leroy, Beck, Mills, and Rusty. Sure. Yeah. You'll just hear their names used very interchangeably, and I really don't give a shit about any of them. And then (laughs) the band members that we're going to meet, you have Dex, because there's always someone. There's Mm -hmm. a Dex or a Dax or an Axe. Mm -hmm. Or a Diesel. (laughs) Diesel. That was, yes. There's (laughs) always someone. You're like, this name is, these all have a similar energy to them. So there's Dex. Peacock. No. I think his name is Eric. No. There's Mouse. He could also be the one named Eric. I don't <laughs> remember which one is Eric. Why are there why are they animal names? Well, Mouse has a pretty high-pitched voice and Loki sounds like Mickey Mouse when he speaks. So they just call him Mouse. Well, that's the sexiest thing I've ever heard. Right. I'm like, thank God he's a rock star in a band called 69 Bottles or he'd <laughs> never get laid. And so you have Dex, Peacock, shit, Mouse, Mouse, and Talon. Sure. Naturally. Yeah. Why wouldn't Talon be the lead singer of this band? Dex is the drummer. No one is surprised. <laughs> um, I don't remember who Peacock and Mouse are. They are just kind of side characters through all of this. Um. Then Dex keeps hitting on her, and then she's like, my pussy is crying for Talon. But then she's also into the manager, Kyle, and it seems like she's most into Talon 
and Kyle just off the bat. But Dex keeps hitting on her. Honestly, all of the dudes keep hitting on her. Like, it's very much one of those, like, every time she walks in the room, they all, like, their jaws drop on the floor. Like, whatever she's wearing, we'll get there in a second. But it's just, you're like, okay. She's hot. We get it. How hot can she be? Also, I don't, I'm just going to say this now. She doesn't really do anything as the PR rep. She's just there. (laughs) Like, she is just on tour with them. But, like, throughout this book, I'm like, have you worked at all? It sounds like you canceled one hotel reservation, and I really think that's all you did. So, Hmm. I mean, to her credit, she sits all of the guys down when she first meets them and kind of has this, like, like, live your life. I get it. You're rock stars. I'm not going to interfere. But, like, no cameras. Don't be a fucking idiot. Keep your noses clean. It's kind of, like— Sure. She's, the, like, a glorified babysitter. Yeah. She's, like, there will be hell to pay if you don't because then I have to clean up your mess. And it's a lot easier for me to clean up your mess if I know what's coming and if there are no pictures of it. So I'm, like, that's probably the one time she does anything work-related on this show. Outside of that, she's, like, they're hot. <laughs> and so am I. Ew. She's like, I'm hot, but average. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hot. You're hot. I'm mostly average, but I have big tits. So mm-hmm. let's do it. So not quite that wording, but I did once have a guy say, you're cute. I'm cute. Sometimes cute people do cute things together. Nope. Plot twist. It's not my husband. I was going to say, I really hope not because I'm judging super hard right now. <laughs> I could see my husband saying it ironically. Ironically is one thing, but you did not say it in a way that made me think that man was was being ironic. That's fair. So, all right. Um, she meets all the guys, gives them this whole speech, and then, like, you, just like in her thoughts, you're kind of casually catching things where she's like, I haven't had sex with anyone for seven years. Like, she's been in a seven-year dry spell, and then you just, like, know, like, you hear, like, Dan had an accident. And you're like, who's Dan? What's the accident? Okay, whatever. I guess we'll find out on this journey. You couldn't get laid for seven years or you just didn't want to? Like, what? Well, we'll learn. Okay. The pieces will come together. So they, I, don't, I don't think they will, but I appreciate they, your confidence. You know, they. <laughs> this is one of those where I'm like, I don't really think a lot happened in this book. <laughs> like, this book entirely takes place over like five days, and most of that time is spent fucking. Hmm. Um, I mean, we'll get into it. We really will. Like, there's so much descriptions. Like, we get it. We get it. Oh, position change, partner change. I'm spoilers, multiple partners. That's where we're going with this. So, um, <laughs> Addie, Addison, Addie, Red is one of her nicknames because she has fire engine red hair. Naturally. Yep. Um, she gets an email saying, or like finding out that her boss, Cammy, and Cammy's husband, Tristan Michaels, who essentially is like A-list celebrity who everyone is obsessed with. It sounds like essentially Cammy's married to Brad Pitt sort of energy. Huh. And she finds out they're coming to the show, but then she's like, oh, I don't have VIP passes for them. And then Kyle, the band manager, is like, well, why don't you just give them your VIP passes? And she's like, because I have to give them to my friends. And he's like, why do your friends need them? And she's like, because we were going to come to the show. And then he's like, oh, so you're a fan of the band? And then it's this whole, like, embarrassing thing that she's like, I don't want the guys to know I'm a, f- I'm a fan of them. Why? And I'm like, I don't, I think they'd be like, oh, thanks. We're glad you're into our music. If you weren't, it wouldn't make what we are doing possible. But I'm like, I don't know why you're being weird about it. Whatever. 
So then Kyle tells Talon, like, oh, she she can't give them the passes because she needs the passes for her friends. And then, like, they're, like, teasing her about being into the band. Yeah. The look on your face is right. <laughs> like, that's just where we're at. Mm. So it then, was a big eye roll for those playing along at home. Right? So then the bus breaks suddenly, and they're standing. Yes. And then Addison, like, falls onto Talon, who catches her so they don't hit the ground. Um but then, like, they're kind of having a moment, and, like, Talon is like, my dick is a little hard. And then he looks over, and, like, Kyle is seeing that, like, Talon saved Addison from falling. And then he's like, he's aroused. I'm kind of aroused watching them. And so then he's like, my dick is twitching, too, is kind of the energy that's happening. So I just want to time out, because in a lot of these books, there is mention of dick twitching. And I... <laughs> <laughs> I am not in possession of said appendage. And I really have a lot of questions. Like, is that legit? Like, do dicks twitch? Like, I just, I remember, mind you, I read it probably 15 years ago. Janice Dickinson had written an autobiography. <laughs> and she kept talking about, like, I think whenever she felt aroused, she just described it as her flower tingling. I'm like, is that what it, like, is that what we're saying? Like, you're just aroused, like, oh, like, my dick twitch? I don't know. We can bring my husband on and interview him. <laughs> I'm not going to put him on the spot and ask, but I'm like, that is, like, a question I am I'm definitely about. not going to ask. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, I think it's great that you're not just going to, like, go up to my husband and be like, can I ask you about your dick and how it twitches? Does it twitch? Does and it if twitch? so... It like is it an exaggerated you, twitch? Like is it a little wiggle? Like what's happening down there? Are you just gonna like make really intense eye contact and you're gonna be like <laughs> blink if your dick twitches? Blink once for yes and twice for no. <laughs> like blowing on his eyes to see what happens. Is that is that where we're gonna end up here? No, that's not where we're gonna end up. It is not. That's good. So <laughs> yeah, their dicks twitch when like. <laughs> Talon catches Addison, and you're like, oh, okay. So, like, the three of them are into each other is the general energy. Um, so then the guys are getting ready for sound check for their first show. And Addison is like, I'm going to get ready and, like, wear my clothes. And, like, I'm going to wear what I was going to wear to the show anyway. And so then, like, she's wearing, like, a fucking, like, pleated mini skirt with fishnets and, like, her, like, a... She was going to wear a 69 bottle shirt, but then didn't because she didn't want to, like, fangirl. So she wore a Nirvana shirt. But then, like, all of her arm tattoos were on display, and she was just this really cool rock chick suddenly. So we had an aesthetic change. Yeah, she went from secretary to, like, rock goddess with Mm. all of these tattoos that they, like, didn't realize were there before. And so she walks out from, like, getting ready and all the guys, their jaws, like, drop on the floor and they're like, oh, my God, like, we had no idea she had all these two tattoos. 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 (laughs) Tatooine. Um, (laughs) She had all of these tattoos and, like, how hot she is and all this. And then they're like, Rusty, security, like, you're going to have a guard on you all night. We can't leave you alone. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, this is what I'm wearing. And, like, I don't need security. I'm a a grown-ass woman. And they're like, not dressed like that. You need someone with you. So, like, like all of the guys are kind of like, we'd feel better if you didn't wear that or changed. Like, all of them were kind of like, that's a lot. Which, so I'm like, okay, what was she wearing? Yeah. Because, like, 
If you had like six guys all in there and be like, fuck, she's going to need security with her if she's dressed like that. I'm like, maybe if all of them are saying that, we think about our outfit choices. But also like, serious, like, okay. Well, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, what was the thing? I was like, was she, she not wearing, wearing a, a bikini? Yeah. I was like, was she wearing crotchless panties <laughs> under her mini skirt and like lifted it for everyone? She's like, Hey guys, I'm here. What do you think of my outfit? Right. Um, so like, maybe that was it. I really have no fucking clue. Mm. Um, but they're like, Rusty's going to like stay with you all night. And so then Talon like kind of comes back and he's like, no, like it really would mean a lot if you like stayed with a bodyguard. We just like want you to be safe. Um, so then she goes to sound check and then like goes out and then she's like, Rusty went into the shadows so I could feel like I was alone. I was like, it's sound check. No one is there. You're fine, girl. You're the PR rep. Shouldn't you know this? Yeah, there's a lot that I'm like, so we lived in, like my husband and I lived in Nashville together and separately for several years. And it like, when you just know a lot of people in the music industry, it's really funny to read books that I'm like, yeah, I don't, you've never been with a band, have you? Like, have you ever been to a concert? Like, that's how it feels sometimes. Like, the amount of money that they're putting into the the tour in this book sounds like it's akin to, like, Justin Bieber-level concerts. <laughs> what, but then there are moments where you're saying, like, oh, like, well, they're not that big, and they still have room to grow, or they're like, it's a smaller venue. They're like, it's not an arena. It just holds 17,000 people. And I'm like, what would you call that space? An amphitheater? Is that the other option? Um. But yes, all of these are just side thoughts that I had reading the book. So as soundcheck is starting, um, they start practicing, and it's her favorite song. That's not actually in their lineup. It's not actually in their set list. But it's one of their favorite warm-up songs. So, like, she starts dancing to it. It's called, like, Your Eyes or My Eyes or something about eyes. Eyes <laughs> is in the title. That's really the important part. Honestly, I was like, I could go back and look. I just don't care enough <laughs> to do so. I'm We're just going to own that. We're I'm not, not invested. invested enough to do that. It does not enhance this plot to know if it's your eyes or my eyes. We'll just call it Eyes is the name of this book for all I care. <laughs> and so Eyes starts playing and like Talon is like making eye contact with her and it's like super sultry and sensual. And then Kyle asks her to dance. And then like, Talon's looks at them become more intense because he's into them together. And so... Because his dick is twitching. Yeah. And it literally says, Talon smolders. <laughs> um, so, like, his dick is twitching and he's just giving them this smoldering look. And so then, like, mm. Addison, like, looks at Kyle and she's like, so, like, is something going on between y'all? And then he's like, no, like, we've never, like, we are both into women we've like maybe shared before, but like, this isn't like, and there's nothing between us. And then for some reason that I still don't really get, like Addison just like gets insecure and takes off. I was like, okay, bye. And like, just has this moment where she's like, well, if that's what they think, then they must think this about me. I'm gone. And you're like, I don't even understand how we got here. She can't handle the smolder. The smolder and the dick twitching. <laughs> Do, too much. Too much dick twitching was happening. <laughs> so then Talon goes to check on her on the bus. And then as he's, like, nearing the bus, he hears her, like, shout. And then he, like, runs onto the bus to make sure she's fine. And she burned herself making mac and cheese. But then he's like, I love mac and cheese. It's my favorite food. And I'm like, this is not a sign that y'all should be together. But you are taking it as the universe being like, reaching. We both love mac and cheese. 
Like, that sounds like a reason people... Let's get married. Yeah, that sounds like a reason people get together on, like, are you the one? Like... Or love is blind. Yes. Yeah. They're like, he loves mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. Obviously, this was the way it was going to play out. Meant to be. Right. So she makes the mac and cheese. Talon checks on her. She seems to be fine. Whatever. This is as much plot as is happening. Really nothing is going on. But then Talon leaves. And as she's stirring her mac and cheese, she finally places Kyle. And she realizes why he looks familiar. So she goes to confront him about it. And what we learn is that Kyle is dead Dan's brother. Uh-oh. Right? Who's Dan? Yeah. We, they, like, <laughs> they still haven't explained that at this point. So who's Dan? Dan. Hashtag who's Dan. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be a conspiracy theory. <laughs> conspiracy theory, you're going to get the answer pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Um, Dan is Addison's dead fiance. Oh, my stars. They, so that's why she hasn't fucked anybody for seven yes, years. Yes, they were together for three years, and he died the week before their wedding. Ouch. And he died in, like, like they got into a fight, and they, like, hung up and, like, didn't, like, say I love you, didn't clear the air at all, and hung up, and he never made it home that night. Mm-hmm. And so just, like, one of those where truly a shitty situation. Yeah. And she's never fully recovered from it, but it was also, like— I don't know, her flower tingling. Is that what we'll call it? She's like, no man's made my flower tingle since Dan died. But then she's like talking in the future. She's like, I don't know. She's like, well, like I got with Dan when I was so young. I don't know if it was just more comfortable or if he was like really. So I'm like, okay, so you're still grieving him, but you're also realizing maybe your conceptualization of your relationship at a young age wasn't right. what you thought it maybe was. Maybe you're romanticizing the dead partner and making it. Yes. yes. Great way to word that. Great Thank summary you. on Thank that you. one. Um, but then Kyle, like, she, like, goes up to Kyle and she's like, you're dead dad's brother. I placed it. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I am. Um, I, and then she's like, did you know who I was? And he's like, not until you showed up and you were like, I'm your new PR rep. He's like, and then I recognize you from a photo that my mom still has on their fireplace. Ouch. Yes. But then Kyle's like, you need to keep us separate in your heads because I'm not my brother. So that's where we're at. And we do learn that um, Kyle and Dan were never that close. Their father had died. And when their father died, Dan like went to law school and was like getting his shit together. And Kyle was just like using drugs and partying. So like he wasn't around when Dan and Addison were dating. They'd never met before. Okay. Which I'm like, three years is a long time. It's a really long time. I'm just saying. Um, also, at some point in this, I truly don't remember where, we meet the only other girl who's on this tour. It's Kyle's assistant, Kate. And she's kind of awkward and homely and average. I guess what we're saying is she's not Addison, so the dudes don't give a shit. Mm. And But then, like, because she's kind of standoffish, then, like, Addison's like, is she, like, socially awkward? Or is she just jealous because now I have the attention of all of the guys on this tour? But, like... Kate's just kind of there and incompetent and not really doing her job much at all. Um, So then the concert starts. Her best, like, Addison's best friends are there. They got her VIP tickets. Somewhere they got Cammie and Tristan Michaels VIP tickets. So they join the party as well. So, like, she's saying hi to all of them. And, like, she's like, oh, shit, my boss is seeing all of my tattoos on display for the first time. Okay, whatever. She works with rock bands. Like, I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and then her boss is like, I have wings tattooed, too. And so then they're just, like, comparing tattoos. And in my head, I'm not going to lie. Like, 
y'all can't see us. I have a decent amount of tattoos. Hannah has a decent amount of tattoos. And yet reading this book with all of the tattoos they have, I didn't assume many were good. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, you can be covered in tattoos, but being covered in tattoos and being covered in good tattoos. Very different. And some we've learned that the hard way. I have cover-ups. I also have a couple of cover-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, Ooh. I can own that, that tattoo I got on a whim at 19, the day my boyfriend broke up with me and I had cash burning a hole in my pocket. Yep. Like, you know, it's okay. That one's covered now. I had a break ta- breakup tattoo, but it was when I was 24. So I feel like <laughs> I should have known better. But that one's also been covered up. I don't know about that one. I'll have to ask about that one later. You don't need to tell that story (laughs) to everyone listening, but I do want to know. Okay, so the concert starts. They're all hanging out. Then as after um, the opening act finishes, Addison is backstage. And then the guy's like, we want good luck kisses. So like Dex throws like this like sloppy open mouth kiss on her. Peacock and Mouse give her these like cute like pecks on the cheek before they go out on stage. And then Kyle has, like, come up and, like, wrapped his arms around her and is just, like, kind of holding her from behind. And then Talon comes up and kisses her. Mm. But then, like, she feels Kyle's lips on her neck a smidge. Oh, my soul. And then, like, she's like, I, feel, I felt his erection. She didn't say she did felt his. Did it twitch? <laughs> right. She did not clarify if it twitched. I can, I can ask Zoe Derrick, the author. Be like, so in this scene, was Kyle's dick twitching? <laughs> It's an or was thing. it just fully erect in there? Was it? Yeah. Was it just pressing and erect? So, <laughs> yeah, they all get their kisses. And then Kyle had said to Talon, he was like, hey, you should add eyes, whatever the name of the song is, to the set because it is Addison's favorite song. And so then Talon surprises her and had added it and, like, performs it. But then, like, takes his smolder for her and, like, puts it on the audience. And everyone is like, oh, my God, like, he's so dreamy. So it's a whole thing, right? Um, then the show ends and there's pandemonium backstage. There's everyone who has the VIP tickets. There's just like a bunch of groupies and she, Addison has her friends, Sam, and I don't remember the other one. It doesn't matter. Jess, I think. I could be wrong. We'll go with Sam and Jess. Sam and Jess is literally what we'll go with. That feels very acceptable. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, like, Sam and Jess are backstage, and, like, Dex and Peacock take an interest in them. Um, and then they all go out to a club, but, like, there's, like, dudes, all, not dudes, there's girls all over Kyle and Talon. And so she's like, okay, maybe I'm, like, misreading this, whatever. They can go have fun. And she's like, I'm going to leave and, like, go back early. And then her friend wants to talk to her about Dex, and she's like, hey, here's the thing. She's like, Dex will fuck you. And then he will leave you, and there will be nothing there. He will be sleeping with another girl on tour mm-hmm. tomorrow night. So you're a grown-ass woman, and if you want to sleep with him, you can sleep do with it. him. Yeah. But, like, you need to know what you're walking into, and if you do sleep with him, I never want to hear about it. Like, I'm not in this. I'm not a part of it. This is my warning. And then Dex is standing there, and he's like, she's right. You probably shouldn't sleep with me, and I will be sleeping with other people tomorrow night. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway, so— like, Addison's like, all right, I'm out. And just, like, goes back. Good for her. Yeah. She's like, I set clear expectations. I'm out. So she goes back and falls asleep. Um, then the next morning on the bus, like, everyone's just super awkward. And, like, 
like the guys are kind of like, did we misstep? And like, it just kind of feels like a drunk morning after, but like she didn't hook up with anyone. Right. I think they just like don't know what to do. And then they're like, well, we were into her, but we aren't together. And so just kind of all of those feelings and things. And then they are in Vegas for the next leg of their tour. And so the way all of the room assignments work, I guess Peacock and Dex historically share and she had her own room. But Talon normally gets like the largest suite, like he gets the presidential suite or whatever, and there's two to three bedrooms. And so he was like, hey, (coughs) excuse me. He's like, hey, there's three bedrooms in this suite. Do you just want to stay in one of the bedrooms in, in my suite? And then Peacock and Dex can have their own rooms. She's like, yeah, sure. And, of course, Kyle is staying in the other bedroom Naturally. in the suite, right? Naturally. Um, and so then, the like, they get to the show. The good night, like, the good luck kisses before the show are, a, are still a thing. So then the guy's like, I'll give her a kiss. And, like, just like the night before, like, Talon and Kyle kind of, like, tag team this kiss. But, like, it's, like, gone a little bit further than the night before kind mm-hmm. of energy, right? So then. The after party was also the same as the night before. Like, they get there, there's girls all over them, and she's like, yeah, okay, I am i don't know how I'm misreading this, but I'm not going to, like, spend all of this time and effort with dudes who are wanting to spend time with other girls. So she decides she's just, like, going to go on a walk. She, like, goes back to the room, takes her makeup off, gets in comfy clothes, and she's like, I'm going to go see the fountains. I'm in Vegas. Like, I'm just going to have fun. So when she gets back, she gets off the elevator. Just on their floor, she, like, hears people shouting. And Talon is losing his shit because they don't know where she is. <laughs> okay. Right? It's like one of those where, like, she goes on a walk and then comes back and he's freaking out. And, like, and he's like, you guys need to find her. Like, everything stops until she's found and blah, blah, blah. And she walks up and she's like, I'm a grown-ass woman. If I want to go on a walk, I'm going to go on a walk. And I don't need your permission. And I'm right here. Simmer down. Yes. Like, she's like, sorry, I left my phone in my room. Like, it's not the end of the world. Also, who are you to come at me like this? And so she's like, I'm just going to go to bed. So she goes into their suite. Dex is in their suite, like in the living room area, having a three-way with two women. Good for him. Right? As is, is, as is Dex's energy throughout <laughs> this entire book. At least he's consistent in his, in his storyline. We can appreciate it. Right. So then she, like, walks in, sees Dex fucking these girls, and then sees a bunch of other girls there that are clearly there for talent. And then she's Mm -hmm. like, what the hell? Even more so, like, why is he freaking out? And so she, like, gets really upset, starts crying, goes into her room. It cuts to, like, Talon's point of view. And the girls start, like, making fun of, like, like, talking about Addison. And while they're, like, trying to seduce him, and he's drunk, and he's like, no, I want you gone. Like, I don't want you here. And they're like, okay, then, like, keep going. And he finally calls security to remove these girls from his suite. So much drama. Right? It really, it really is. There's so much drama. <laughs> but no plot. But no plot. <laughs> and like no real conversation. Amazing. It doesn't really feel like any conversations are happening. So the next morning, Addison wakes up and she has a migraine and like, A migraine in that way that you're like, oh, these are relatively common for her. Like, she, like, has the specific medication she needs. Mm -hmm. But because by the time she woke up, where she realized it was, she's like, the meds aren't really going to touch this. So this is just one of those days that, like, I'm out. I'm down for the count. No lights on. I'm not getting out of bed. And then 
Talon comes into her room wanting to talk and clear the air and, like, feels bad and is, like, messing with her and thinks she's just, like, being standoffish because he was an idiot the night before. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, turns on the lights, and then she, like, runs to the bathroom puking. Right. And then he's like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. And so he's like, okay, like, you need to rest the rest of the day. And, like, he, like, gets her some meds and gets her a juice and, like, tries his best to take care of her. But then she's like, I know I'm really sick, but the band still needs their good night, good luck kisses before they go out on stage. Priorities, man. (laughs) Exactly. Hers are correct. Obviously. Yes. So, like, Kyle, like, helps her dress and is having to, like, hold her up because she's weak through all of this. And whatever. I was, I'm like, girl, just stay in bed. What? And she's like, no, like, they need their, like, good luck kisses and it's our tradition. I was like, it's the third night of tour. Get the fuck (laughs) over yourself. You've done it two times. I don't think that counts as a tradition. It's a 12-week tour and this is night three. It's okay if you have a migraine, but Kyle is like holding her up more because she's so weak from the migraine. And then like when Talon leans in to kiss her, she realizes that Kyle has moved his hand and is like rubbing Talon's erection before he goes on stage. Nice. Yes. Um, so then after the kisses are done, Kyle's like, no, you aren't staying for the rest of the show. You need to get back in bed and rest. I was like, why wasn't she resting this entire time? A rock show is not a place for a person with a migraine, for the record. Well, she's a PR rep. She knows what she's doing, Hannah. Well, and obviously she's absolutely vital, so. She's adding so much to the (laughs) tour right now. She must be there. Right, so Kyle takes... Addison back, she falls asleep, and then Talon, after the show, doesn't go out partying. He comes up and wants to check on her, and then Kyle and Talon have this heart-to-heart of being like, when I think about her, like, it always includes you. I've never thought of you like this before, but, like, seeing, like, how into her you are gets me really excited and aroused, makes my dick twitch. I don't know if that's the exact wording, but that's what we're going with. And so... Then Talon's like, no, I feel the same way. And then Kyle's like, well, then stop hurting her. Oh, for and, fuck's sake. Right? And, like, calls out on this, like, double standard. But I'm also like, it's a, it was the second night of tour. I feel like we're getting ahead of ourselves here. hmm Yeah. And, and Talon's like, we weren't together. Which I'm like, Talon's kind of right. He has a point. I'm like, was he leading her along and then was, like, going to play it when he, it was convenient for him? Sure. Fine. Whatever. Um, so Kyle and Talon essentially have this conversation that they're both into her. They're not going to ask her to choose. They want to see where it goes mm-hmm. and are open to that with each other as well. So the next morning, Addison wakes up. Her migraine is gone. She's sandwiched and spooned between two men. Um, they start making out. Sex stuff starts. Like, literally, here are my notes for this section, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Kissing and grinding starts. Goes between both. Kyle fingers Addison. Talon goes down on her. She comes. Three-way kiss. Addison sandwiched between them. Addison gives double blowjob while guys kiss. Kyle goes down on Addison. Talon gets condoms. Kyle boning Addison while she gives Talon a blowjob. Talon railing out Addison, then lifts her on to Kyle to 69? Um, it was a lot. <laughs> I just like it, the scene kept going. I was like, 
we really committed to this. Um, there is stamina present. There's a lot of stamina. The sex finishes, and then Addison's like, well, I guess it's time to corral all the guys for bus call. <laughs> so then they're Again, like— Again, priorities. Priorities, right? Then they're like, I, we'll all talk about this while we're on the bus and, like, figure out what we're doing. Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us? Because we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Because you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show. Mm-hmm. There's like no plot to this book. <laughs> I'm really, like, I'm really, I think I'm trying to make a plot as I'm telling. It does it. feel that way. Like you're trying to build intrigue, but there is none. <laughs> like it's just like okay, <laughs> okay. So, like, the most thing that is, like, sort of intriguing is that she is fucking her dead fiancé's brother with another dude. They really normalize that in this book. I would—oh, no, I can't say that. Never mind. (laughs) I don't know where you're going. Never mind. But the look on your face when you're like, I should shut up was fantastic. All right. (laughs) So— They make it to Phoenix. Good for them. Um, They're staying in Phoenix for several days of this tour. Cammie and Tristan Michaels live in Phoenix. You know, there's going to be a dinner party at their house. Obviously. um, That that the band has been invited to. We don't actually get to that in this book. It continues in the series. I don't know if I will be continuing in the series, though, so y'all might have to discover (laughs) what happens at the dinner party on your own. Um. Because quite literally, my notes say, make it to Phoenix. Hand jobs and facials and Talon's dressing room. And by facials. <laughs> we mean like a pearl necklace. Yes. Yes. We do not mean like a face mask. <laughs> that, this is not a spa treatment. Yeah, there's no cucumbers on the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be, but not in the way you're thinking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm really, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Also, before they made it to Phoenix, while they were all on the bus, um, Addison tells Taryn, not Taryn, his name is Talon. Sure. Of course, how did I get that one wrong? (laughs) Addison tells Talon all about dead Dan. (laughs) So I have a question. Hold on. Is he referred to as dead Dan in the book or are you just doing that? I think maybe once. I think if anything, I really took it and ran with it. Yeah. Dead Dan. Dead Dan. So she tells Talon all about dead Dan. So now he understands why like she hadn't slept with anyone for seven years and her flower finally started tingling again when she met Talon and Kyle. So we are also supposed to believe she has not been attracted, like sexually attracted to anyone or aroused in seven years. Okay. I have questions. And I will not be getting answers. I honestly don't know if I even care to get it. I have a lot of questions (laughs) and I don't give a shit about the answers. We're not invested enough to do any sort of speculation about it. Right. So Talon and at the 
Phoenix show brings Addison out on stage to serenade her during the Eyes song. Awkward. I would hate that. Well, then she starts singing along and he's like, oh, I'm going to put the mic between us. So then she starts singing and like starts getting into it and then realizes he has stopped singing. And then everyone's losing their shit because she has started singing. No. And so then she like gets embarrassed and then... It is what it is. And like at, after the song, she leaves the show. But Cammie and Tristan Michaels, because they live in Phoenix, decided to come to the show as well and see her. So then her boss is like, we need to talk. And she's like, oh shit, I'm about to get fired because it's clear that I'm like fucking, fucking the band. Fucking the band. And I'm on stage singing with them when I'm in their PR rep. And then Cammie's like, I want to sign you as an artist. I was like, it's also a PR company. Like, I don't, they're not a label. There's a lot of stuff here that I'm like, she's not an artist. She came out to sing one duet with an established band. She does not have any songs. Right. What is she supposed to be signing? This does not feel like a great investment on my (laughs) end, but I'm not Cammy. So live your life. And then after the show, Talon keeps Addison on his lap the whole time. So like the groupies are not coming over and trying to fuck him as much. I don't know. On the drive to the after party, they're in the car. In the back seat, you have Kyle and then Addison Sandwich, and then Talon on the other end. You have security in the front. Kyle's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finger Addison. And like he like whispers in her ear, he's like, You need to be quiet. Like, don't let them know what's happening up front. And so then like she comes on his fingers and then he puts his fingers in Talon's mouth in the back seat. And I'm like, I really feel like they can see that. Like, I mean, just because we're not making a ton of noise doesn't mean they're blind. Right? <laughs> there is a rear view mirror, I would imagine. Well, and they're also like, Talon only really claims Addison publicly. He'll like squeeze Kyle's hand in passing, but like they're like not together publicly. And like that feels like a very loud statement. Maybe that's just me. But yes, so I'm like, okay, so this is just casually happening with security sitting. Like, also, they described it like a sedan. They did not describe this like a limo (laughs) with barrier walls. Like, it it seemed like there was less than three feet separating them from the front row. Yikes. Um, So my next notes on this show just literally, or on this book, literally just say, honestly, just so much sex. They like... (laughs) They went, they drive to the after party. He fingers her in the car. They get back to the hotel. Lots of positions. Everyone got at least one orgasm. Good for them. And honestly, even the next chapter starts and it's like, Kyle got an orgasm. Like, Kyle finished as well. I just didn't give you the details or something like So you felt like your scene was long-winded? Is that what I'm reading? (laughs) That even you were like, I don't want to write about Kyle. Just as an afterthought. Kyle also came. Yes, they're like, oh, chapter 43. Yeah, I guess Kyle finished too. In case you were worried about it, Kyle finished. Right? But because Kyle didn't have that scene, they felt bad. So the next morning when Addison gets up and she's like, I need to shower. Wait, is that when that happens? It doesn't matter. I mean, so she gets up the next morning and then like Kyle joins her in the shower. There's more sex had in the shower. And then when she gets out of the shower, she opens her computer and like picks up her phone and it is blowing up. And so she's like, what the fuck happened? What went sideways? Everyone needs to get into here now. So 
security starts grabbing all of the band guys from their hotel rooms and dragging them in. And Dex, essentially, this is also like the 75% of the way through the book. That's where we're at right now. The 75%, and this is our plot. Um, So they'll all come in, then Dex is like, they grab me, I couldn't even grab clothing, so I guess you want me naked here. Like, just kind of being a pompous ass and like, get him a towel, what the fuck. This is also like 75% might be the first time Addison starts doing any PR work. Um, <laughs> well, she was busy. She had a lot of penises to deal with. Sorry, my makeshift footstool that is an empty liquor box just <laughs> made a just, bumpy just sound. Bump. My bad. Um, so she pulls the band in, like reams all of them, like, this is why I said no phones and like, and no cameras, and then they're like, are, are all the girls still in the room? Don't let them leave, and like... Well, like, what happened, though? So, someone released photos of Dex, like, naked in bed, surrounded by several girls with, like, drugs mm. and alcohol. Sure, sure. In the background. And we're all shocked by that, because he's a rock star. I was dumbfounded. I did not <laughs> see this plot twist coming. <laughs> So she, like, lays into all of them. Dex is, like, appropriately remorseful. And then they're like, all right, Dex, you go sleep this off. There's nothing else for you to do. Honestly, our best option is probably going to be not responding or doing anything. So Addison really doesn't do anything because through this whole scandal, (laughs) she's like, it'll add to his injury because he's a rock star. So I'm not going to release a PR statement. Like, what the fuck are you doing outside of fucking the band and the manager? Nothing. She's singing. And singing, right? So then when Addison's like, all right, bring all the girls in here. And while they're waiting, she starts opening up all of the news articles and, like, texts she got. And she's like, oh, I feel kind of bad because only, like, 20% of that was about Dex. The other 80% was the video of (sighs) me and Talon singing together went viral. Oh, my stars. So, yes, most of it was actually about her and Talon. And them, like, wanting her to be an artist. And, like, everyone was losing their shit over, like, someone, like, had recorded the full song at the show. So then she, like, doesn't want to, like, tell the guys this yet. Um, Why? Who cares? Right? Yeah. So then they bring in the girl who sold the pictures. Mm. They grab her from his room because they found the pictures on her phone. And then Addison's like, yeah, I bet whoever you sold them to, she's like, I bet they asked you for 500 like, or they paid you $500, and they, told her, they turned around and sold these for $50,000. And the girl's like, what, I could have made more money on these pictures? And then the girl's like, yeah, she just asked me for proof that I fucked Dex and to send pictures of it. And then they're like, okay, what did the girl look like? What Was it the assistant? Yes. Oh, my stars. So as they're describing it, you're like, that's the dumpy assistant. And so then the dumpy assistant gets brought in, and then you learn she really only made $10,000 off of these photos. Um, But then Kate is like, I had to do it to Dex because Dex is the reason my sister tried to kill herself. What? And I was like, where did this come from? We know nothing about this sister. This is not anything that's been going on in the book. And then she's like, I needed the money for her hospital bills to save her. Okay. Um, 
And yeah, no, that, that pause is the right response. Um, so then like Addison is like, why don't you and Dex go talk about this? And then Kate's like, I don't want to fucking talk to him. And Addison's like, well, you sure pulled a big stunt to get his attention. Did you think maybe you could just ask him for help? Let's go talk. So Dex and Kate go off to have this conversation. And then Talon is, like, telling Dex, like, you owe, like, Addison an apology because now she's the one who has to clean up your mess. And Addison's like, it is just my job. And I'm almost like, and she hasn't done anything except fuck Nothing. you. Although, in fairness, it's been, what, like, four days? So is there a lot to do in four days? You know, you're right, you're right. But she does tell Talon and Kyle, she's like, well, and honestly, don't even worry because Dex's scandal has already been buried because of mine and then the guys are like wait what? what and then she tells kyle and talon that cammy wants to sign her and then talon's like you're gonna sing with me at every concert and she's like i don't know if i want to do that and then like he plucks her nipple while kyle puts his hand <laughs> in her pants and fingers her they're like what about now will you say yes to singing at every concert now and then after enough plucking of the nips, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, oh. she's like, yes, I'll do it. And so then they all have more sex. Sure. And then they all go get tattoos. That's on brand. Um, And then Kyle is like, hey, I need a new personal assistant. So why don't you be my assistant? I already told them I had someone for the job. So I'm like, okay, so now she's the PR rep who was, like, so vital for this tour and the only person who could do it. And then, well, like, yeah, the good luck kisses, obviously. And the good luck kisses. Um, so she's now the PR rep, the singer, and the manager's assistant. I hope that she negotiated for a lot more money. <laughs> she really is, well, I think she might just take getting railed as payment. <laughs> I think that might be what's happening here. Good for her. I can respect that hustle. Well, and something else that I, so like they're at the tattoo shop and she's getting a tattoo on her ribs. And the way- What's the tattoo? Intricate, like filament and, and stars under her boob on the left side. And then she was like, I want to get the right side done too. So like, do you want it to be any different? And she's like, I want hearts instead of stars, but I want them to be fire hearts. And I'm like, these tattoos don't sound good. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. And for the record, my ribs are done completely. Like I have a wraparound front tattoo that comes up onto my sternum. That is not something that you're like, oh, I also would like to do the other side. Like that's just not how tattooing works. Does this author have any tattoos? Well, because two of the band members went to the shop, the shop was like, hey, if anyone else wants more tattoos in your band, we'll shut down our shop for tonight and do a private tattooing with all of our artists for y'all. Okay. So then she got the first tattoo done and it took like two hours. And then they were like, well, the other guys have some time to go. So do you just want to get your other side done too? Again, I also, it's just not how it works it, though. No. Well, and I also just want to say, then they were talking about her, like, back tattoo. And they're like, how many hours was your back piece? And she said, 62 hours. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I have so many questions. Do you have your back done, Hannah? No. Okay. I have my back, not my entire back. I have from, like, my left shoulder blade onto the back of my right bicep. Okay. Is kind of done. It's a world map made of flowers is what I have. Okay. And I think total for 
most of my upper back to be tattooed, I sat for eight hours. Yeah. And so when she was like, my back, I sat for 62 hours. I'm like, what the fuck back piece do you have? I mean, straight up. So my left arm, like my whole left bicep, like all wrap around is done. My left forearm is done. My right arm, bicep, and tricep are done. I have all my front and back of my forearm of my left arm done. Both of my thighs are done. My right shin is done. My foot is done. My ribs, my sternum, all done. And that probably wasn't 62 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that probably wasn't 62 hours. For real. I was like, I I was looking at these numbers, and I was like, these numbers, where, what... A tattoo artist did you consult with? Were, was it someone's first day of their apprenticeship? And you're like, how long does does this average back piece take? And they were like, at least 60 hours. Because I'm like, what was happening in that back piece? Yes. Because, like, legit, I'm including the the originals and the cover-ups. I have two cover-ups. <laughs> what the fuck? No, that's fair. If I include my cover-ups, I think I'm... With all of my tattoos, I am, like, my thigh, my back, my left arm, all of my smaller, like, all of my tattoos, I'm looking at probably less than 40 hours. Like yeah. 40, like, I'd say, like, maybe, like, I haven't added up the the hours, but I would say somewhere between 30 and 50 hours for all of my tattoos. I was just thinking that. Including cover definitely less than 50 for me. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. 50 is, like, 50 is very generous. And I'm like, that's all of them. I'm like, how your back isn't even that big if you are five seven and one hundred and forty five pounds to yes. be slender yet curvy because okay <laughs> okay so oh. that's where we're at they went and got tattoos she gets intricate tattoos under her boobs which and like whenever the guys like want to hug her she's like ow because she can't lift her arms and to be fair if it you've ever hurt. had your yeah if you've ever had your ribs tattooed it is. A bitch. Unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, I have, so my whole front, like I said, wraparound is done up onto my sternum. And even that, like on my ribs on the sides, I was like, that is not my favorite sensation. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not pleasant. But I was okay until they got to my sternum. And then I was like, I have made a mistake and I want to die. Like, when they got up onto my sternum, I was like, nope. No, no, you know, no. I had been thinking of more of like a sternum rib breast piece more recently. Yeah. No. You're making me rethink that. Would not recommend. Okay. I have never, never in all the tattoos that I have had been like, I need this to stop. Like, mm. I will just have an unfinished tattoo. Like, legitimately, never until she got up onto my sternum. And then I was like, just one big fat tear mm. <laughs> rolled out my eye. And I was like, I will die here. <laughs> it was <laughs> so bad. And my best friend was with me and she was like, do you want some chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, Chandler. I don't want any fucking chocolate. I want this to end. <laughs> like chocolate won't make this end faster. No, I did eat the chocolate. But <laughs> as you should, I would be disappointed if the story turned up. If you were like, I, yeah. if you're like, fuck you and fuck your chocolate. I'm like, no, you should still eat the chocolate. I, I did, but it didn't make it better. <laughs> you know, that happens. Yeah. So 
All right. Back to claiming, claiming Addison. So what did the other two guys get? Um, well, so Talon didn't get any tattoos. Mm. Why didn't he? He had a reason. Because he's a little bitch. Honestly, that feels true to my soul. <laughs> I know that's not what she... There, he had a reason. Or I... Oh, he would get sick whenever he would get tattoos. So he's a little bitch. Yeah, so he's a little bitch, essentially. <laughs> and then Kyle got two heart... Not two hearts. He got two stars tattooed. They sounded like the tattoos that were, like, really popular in, like, the 2000s. Like, the, mm. the mm-hmm. five-point star... Solid black shading on half this, like right. those. Where? Um, I think they were on his left chest. And he did have a tattoo that said Daniel that she saw in all mm. of his tattoos before. I mean, I understand that that's not relevant, but that is actually, I learned the five pointed star is like a Russian prison tattoo oh. that somehow became popular in the early aughts, which, given the current climate, we may want to avoid. Yeah, let's. Let's not get Russian paraphernalia tattoos. Um, Well, and that's the thing. She's like, oh, I didn't ask him what the tattoos meant. I figured he'd tell me if he wanted it. Because one of the tattoos, it was black and red, and the other one was black and blue ink. So I'm like, oh, I bet it's for Talon and Addie. Uh, Who wants to make assumptions like that? All of us. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Cool. We already know. We often leap to conclusions. This is not one of those times. Just like... Addison leapt to conclusions early <laughs> on in this book. Like But she should not have. We had grounds. We had we had better reasons. So she gets her fire hearts tattooed under one boob and the stars tattooed under another. Terrible. And just like the way they were described, I was like, there is no way that I'm imagining these tattoos that they are cool tattoos. No. So whatever. Fuck it. They go and get tattoos. <laughs> and then Talon's like, I wrote a song. And she's like, oh. And then he's like, I want to add it to our set list. And I wrote it as a duet, and I want you to sing it with me. And so she's like, oh, well, I already committed to singing. I don't know. Maybe play me the song. But, like, it's just kind of this, like, like, man, once again, she went from just being the PR rep who already wasn't. Like, does she have time as the PR rep who's not doing dick to (laughs) – I mean, she is she doing is dick. doing dick. You're right. The twitching dick. <laughs> she's, do- <laughs> she's doing some, like, <sighs> oh, my gosh. Just this entire book. I can't. Um, so, whatever. I honestly don't remember the conversation. He's like, I wrote this new song. She's like, I want to hear it. Okay. And then while she's working, Talon and Kyle go out and, like, buy her a whole new wardrobe. And they're like... If you're going to be on stage every night, like, you need new clothes. And then she, like, loses her shit on them and, like, runs into her room. And then Talon comes in and, like, talks to her about it. And she just felt like it was, like, encroaching on her independence. And then Talon tells her he's a musician because of his childhood where... I don't really remember what happened, but it sounds like Zoe is really trying hard for plot. Well, at a very It's like she realized she didn't have any and then was like, let me But here's the thing. There's still not really plot. Because much like J.S. Scott's books, where you're like, the confrontation is like wrapped up very, very quickly, almost in a way that you're like- And ends with sex. And ends with with sex. Yes. It's like she loses her shit. Then Talon like tells her about his childhood trauma that essentially led to him and I think his mom being, I think his dad beat him. 
Him and his mom were homeless. He learned to play guitar, so he was like a homeless busker child, I think. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Or what's the other word? What for does a that busker? have to do with the clothes? How he shows love, I guess. Okay. So we're getting into the five love languages at the end of this book. <laughs> um, the five love languages are like heteronormative nonsense. Like they don't make any sense if you really think about it. I know a lot of therapists are super into it, but I am not. Here's the thing. Much like a lot of like five love languages, Enneagram. MBTI. Um, like really any of those things. I'm like, yeah, they can serve a purpose and be helpful, but like let's not base our entire world around this. It's also like halfway a horoscope. Like, don't at me, but like that's halfway a horoscope. Okay. So (laughs) Talon was a homeless busker child. (laughs) I honestly don't remember. I think him and Addison have a resolution fuck something. They probably orgasm. And then they come out and Kyle's like, Oh, is everything resolved? And then he tells them that when they're in New York, they'll be staying a little bit longer and having to rework their tour because they're going to be recording a duet version of the Eyes song, <laughs> um, which is now number one on the Billboard. Oh, my star. But it's number one on the Billboards, but then everyone's, like, upset because there's not a duet version on the Billboards. And then, like, the last few minutes of the book are Kyle being, like, it's Kyle's point of view, and they're, like, I told them the good news about recording. Um, I didn't tell them the bad news I got today. And that's the end of the book. That's Can the you end. just tell me the bad news? No, because I didn't download the second <laughs> book. Because I was like, I don't think I give a shit enough to learn about the bad news. I was like, I feel like with the way this book is going, mm. the bad news could be that they like are sending another person out to be his assistant. Or the bad news could be... He stubbed his toe that morning. Right. I mean, it it legit at this point could be that she's pregnant and she doesn't know yet or something. It could be his dick twitched the wrong way against his (laughs) zipper and now he has a boo He's out of commission. Yeah. Out of commission is better than now he has a (laughs) boo But yeah. um, So how are we rating this? Should it be out of weird Russian prison stars? I was going to go out of... Out of 69 bottles? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, out of 69 bottles. I would give this book, so that's roughly, let's round that to 70 bottles, right? Okay, to um, make the math easier that we're not going to do anyway. No one is going to do math <laughs> here. I don't know, out of 69 or 70 bottles, I'm going to say like 30 half-filled bottles. So 15. <laughs> Why are you being weird? Because <laughs> I didn't want to be that much of an asshole. So I, I was like 100% just snorted. Like, I can't. <laughs> so it's like 30 bottles, but all of those bottles had someone remove the lid, spit in the top of them, and then reseal <laughs> no, them. No, it's like, it's like 30 bottles that were in some rich person's house, and their kid drank half and refilled them with water. <laughs> Yes. Yes, that. That is our metric. That is our final rating. Thank you for going on that journey with us. If you just want, like, some male-male-female sex scenes, 
Mm. This is a good book for that. Sure. Um, Because really there's not much else in the book outside of those scenes. Like, it's one of those where you're like, oh, cool. Like, the chapter ended. The next chapter starts. We're still there. We're still in this. <laughs> oh, they there was a position change. <gasps> okay. Bless you, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So um, that was the most masculine sneeze I've ever had. It definitely wasn't my husband sneezing in the other room that I attributed to Hannah. It was definitely just Hannah sneezing. Yep. 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 So it's allergy season. It is allergy season. We're going to go 30 out of 69 bottles that had been consumed by a teenager and then refilled so their parents topped wouldn't up. know. Yep. Topped um, up with water. That's the best we can <laughs> offer for this. We really appreciate you guys hanging in there for that one. We'll see about other books and if they're better in the future in this series because we might want to yeah. find out the bad news. Spoiler but alert. But also, if no. someone else wanted to find out the bad news and then tell us, we wouldn't stop you. And we would not be upset about the spoilers. <laughs> I may download the second book and just read the first chapter <laughs> just so I can know and let you know. But, Well, yeah. I read this, like, the synopsis for the second book. It looks like someone may attack Addison on tour. Oh, like, there no. was, like, a, is she safe? So, who knows? This may turn into a mafia romance as well. Who can say? Love that journey for us. Right? Do we? I don't love this journey. <laughs> Um, I might circle back to this journey at some point when yeah. I get desperate and don't have other things to read. Um, I wanted to like this book. I tried. I really tried to like this book. I tried to give it a plot. You did. You worked really I, hard to I give it a plot. I gave that book way more plot than it had. You so did. So you're welcome. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a good evening. Thank you for hanging out with us today. <laughs> We're sorry that this is... This is the book. See you next time, guys. Bye. Next week on Smut Club. In my head, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be playing the scorpion in this entire book. This is not that, but I do think (laughs) that imagining Dwayne will be helpful. And just a brief shout out, Dwayne, if you're listening, hit me up. So, Dwayne, we love you. My husband and I put you on our family holiday Christmas card. Last yeah, year. you did. So, like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, did. Hit us up. We'd love, <laughs> we'd love to know what smut you're into these days. Yeah, I mean, make a request, man. We will review it 100. percent Or you can read it with us, and we can review oh, it with you. That is living the dream. Well, that's it for this week's smut sluts. We hope it was good for you, because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing. It would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay smutty.